Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is Sunday morning, 10, a little after 10 a.m. I am sitting in my vehicle, or my truck. I have a river to my right and a softball field to my left. It's very nice out. It's like maybe 65, 70 out right now, 72. Uh, semi overcast, beautiful wind going. It's just so nice. So you'll probably hear some birds in the background. Hope everybody's doing well. I haven't done the podcast because I honestly, you guys, I haven't had the time. This is the first Sunday I've actually been able to do things that I want to do. Get things done in the morning uh, and do the podcast also. What I did notice though is that my numbers from my last podcast went up. So there's like over 270 listens or something like that. So I'm thinking about doing is just doing a podcast once a month. And if you guys have any input on that, feel free to email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. You could also follow me, whatever you'd like to do at Facebook, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. But yeah, I think I'm just going to stick it to once a month. And that way the numbers seem to go bigger. Obviously not big enough to for Anchor to get any um, payment out of it. But it's still nice to see over 200 people listen to my podcast. So today... I want to say Happy Father's Day to all of you who apply. Uh, happy Father's Day to you. I don't have a father. He passed away when I was in my early 30s. I don't have a grandfather. so. But anyways, you guys, I hope you have a great day with your father if that's what you're doing. If not, that's cool too. I get it. Oh, look, you hear little dogs barking and birds chirping. It's actually a beautiful day out. I don't want to go home. <laughs> it's just so pretty. I don't want to go home yet. So I'm taking advantage of this this peaceful yet barking little dog. I can't control it because it's across the river. Little white thing. Poodle of some sort. Anyways, nothing I can do about that. Um, you guys have any stories you want to share with me? You can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. I'd really appreciate it. If I'm going to only do this once a month, I'd love to have your stories so I can do a podcast on your story. That would be absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, don't be afraid. If you don't want me to say your name, I won't say your name. If you want me to say your name, I'll say your name. But on with the stories. There's a couple of unique ones today. We'll see how these go. I just sort of found one just now. <laughs> so none of these have been proofread. As usual, you guys, I do this raw. And no scripting of any kind. It's whatever's in my brain is what comes out. So I appreciate your patience with this. So here we go. Okay, the first one is places that you work that have activity. Let me move my seat back to a little bit comfortable. I was going to go by the marina today, but you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there with their boats and all that. So I'm over by the park. There's nobody here yet. Although there is a big tent. So I wonder if they're doing something for Papa's Day. All right, guys. Again, please email me if you have any stories you want to share or if you've had any experiences or anything. Feel free to do that, okay? I really appreciate it. There's a bug banging up against the window in my truck. All right. It's not always quiet in this library. I work in a library on a college campus that was built before the American Civil War, so it's very, very old. I close on Friday nights and open Saturday mornings. It's quite active during those periods. 
I've seen people in I've seen people in the book stacks that disappear. I've heard clothes rustling when there's no one around. And on Saturday mornings, especially when I'm opening up, I'll hear a very loud rustle, like someone is quick excuse me, quickly flipping through books that are um, on the shelves. I'm the one in I'm the only one in the library and at times I've gone to check out the noise. It completely stops until I walk away, but it happens a lot. The employees also have a lounge. There's also a lounge for the employees in the back of the building that you need to take the elevator down to and use reverse doors to get to. There's a long hallway that's quite, sorry, (laughs) quite dark. And I've heard men talking when there's nobody around. And I've also heard people walking up behind me and there's no one there. And recently I heard footsteps coming up behind me and a man whispered in my ear. Hey, I actually thought it was one of my coworkers who I get along with really well. I turned around fully expecting it to be him until I remembered it was Saturday and the only other person in the library at the time was another coworker who was at least a floor above me. Abandoned hospital. Eventually, the hospital shut down, but but Rob still had his job there. He got to patrol the empty corridors and look in the rooms of this abandoned hospital pretty awesome job right well on several occasions he experienced paranormal activity he could hear sneezing in the stairwell he could hear coughing footsteps doors closing and more not much visual stuff but he was the only one there for a couple of weeks before he got a job at a different hospital rob told me one of the scariest things that happened to him was he heard a loud disembodied female moan from one of the hallways i asked him about the experience the scary experience there He told me that one night he was with another security guard on the top floor of the hospital when they heard a loud noise on the bottom floor like someone was pounding both fists against the wall. They both rushed down to the first floor, but the banging stopped, and they continued again at the top floor. They They heard back up to the top floor, but it stopped, and there it stopped there and resumed on the bottom floor. This went on for about 20 minutes till it was dead silence again in the hospital. That's a good story. A haunted hotel. The third floor. That's the one floor at work I can't stand. Not because I'm scared, but because I'm annoyed. There's an entity on that floor that likes to harass me every time I come through. And I mean every time. The entire floor is one ridiculously long hallway with a large window at each end. The windows are covered with a couple layers of curtains which can be opened or closed. Anyways, the most common thing to be seen on that floor is someone standing behind the curtain at the end. But when you look back, it's gone. But there, but it's different with me. I have actually seen her. She wears a white nightgown and likes to sit in a chair and impatiently watch while the housekeepers clean the rooms. She slams drawers as I walk by or slams into the ice machines. I've seen her reflection in the windows running on all four in my direction. That's scary. She sets off the fire alarms if she thinks I'm being lazy or just lets out a shrill scream. Huh. That's a good one. All right, the Riverside Inn. One old inn and restaurant in Vermont is known for being haunted, mainly by children who can be heard as they run through the halls and by the former lady of the house. 
The business even used to offer a handout about all the ghostly sightings. However, they have since taken to being less outspoken about their spooky reputation. But in late 1700s, by a former, sorry, built by in the late 1700s, 1700s by a former Revolutionary War militant the Riverside Inn is rich in creepy phenomenon. According to the flyer and the recollections of staff, contractors, and guests, report. There have been reports of whistling, disembodied footsteps, unexplained chills, and eerie depressions that appear on beds as if human forms were sitting there. Almost every time someone shares another story and an internet search quickly reveals tales of the unexplained experiences at the end from both guests and reporters. Their current owners are hoping to move their business away from its haunting reputation. The name and exact location of the spooky spot don't appear in the article. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder where it was. Well, they said Riverside Inn, but I don't know. In Vermont. So, apparently, they, they would advertise they're haunted. It probably just got out of hand, right? People want to investigate and all that stuff, and they probably just couldn't deal with the popularity of it. That usually kills a lot of businesses. They they want to advertise that they're haunted, and they get all these cases, and and then it gets just to an extreme, and they can't handle the all the requests to to have all the investigators pop up, right? Like the Kirsten Inn, uh, me and Amanda were going to go there and try and investigate, but recently it aired on Ghost Brothers, or whatever it's called, one of the ghost shows. And I told her after that, it's very possible that they're going to be very busy once that airs, because all the investigators are going to want to go to Kirsten Inn and check it out. So whether or not that's happened, I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit. What to do if you think you have a ghost? Take notes, people. Having a rare ghost encounter in a creepy hotel or historic landmark makes for a great ghost story and can be thrilling, even fun experiences. But if a spirit happens to take up more permanent residence in your life or in your home, things can go from spooky to downright scary very quickly. Luckily, rituals for removing unwanted ghosts abound. But before you schedule a full-on seance, just because your stairs are creaky, there are a few steps you should follow based on our conversations with the occult experience experts and online research we've listed below. These won't help you combat straight-up demons or anything like that, but if you believe you are dealing with something less than benevolent, here's where to start. Step one, rule out non-paranormal sources of activity, no matter how convinced you may be, bear in mind that your problem might not be worldly at all. In fact, there are plenty of things from pests to noisy neighbors that might lead you to believe that you're not alone. It won't hurt to find out if anyone next door has taken up drums or called right? <laughs> or call an exterminator to check for mice, of course. Just because your problem might be paranormal doesn't mean it isn't dangerous. There have been a few cases where people have mistakenly symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning for sites of signs of hauntings if you don't already have a, a seal monitor in your home now is the time to get one installed two step two that is cleanse the space many spirituals will, spiritualists will tell you that cleansing is an important part of home maintenance ghost or no ghost it's a simple way to maintain the energetic balance of your home and since it may involve actual cleaning It'll keep your space free of clutter too, which is always a plus. Burn sage or smudging is a great first step. It's essentially an all-purpose spiritual cleanser 
that will send a message to your ghost but won't offend it. Make sure to smudge every room of the house with special attention to paid to any outward facing corners. Since it's said that these corners actually act as boundaries between your home and the, and the encroaching negative energy. You can also try salting your home's entryways and corners. This is a little more aggressive and will work if your spirit resists or... Okay, that's like a backup plan if it doesn't go away with the smudging. Certain crystals, religious talisman, holy water are also useful cleansing tools to have on hand. Their presence alone should send the message. Three, step three. Speak up. It's, if cleansing didn't solve your problem, you might need to take a more direct approach. This could mean reciting a specific prayer, like the serenity prayer, for, serenity prayer, for example, reciting a positive mantra, or simply making yourself known to the guest. Announce yourself when you come home and speak up when you feel your spirit's presence. Yes, this will feel silly at first, but it can help to establish boundaries and show the ghost that you aren't a threat. I like that a lot, you guys. Oh, I like that a lot. We particularly like this uh, approach, which features the following. Okay, so what they're going to do is they're listing some approaches. By the power of all my good karma, direct connection to the source, agape love and selfless acts, I ask the universe to please remove all negative entities from this house. You're not welcome here, so please go back to where you came from. It's pretty direct. That's pretty witchy, <laughs> but it's a great reminder to draw from your inner strength when you're talking to an unwanted entity. If you aren't ready for such an intense in, uh, invocation, saying something like, hey, I feel your presence and that's pretty scary for me. I don't mean any harm, but I would like to, you to stop. We'll have a similar impact. So basically you just talk to them like most paranormal will tell, tell the same thing. Step four, take a stand if you have to. You're dealing with a pretty powerful spirit if you got into this step. There are plenty of more confrontational banishing spells you can, can that you can perform. But we don't recommend those unless you're quite sure of what your sort of ghost you have. That said, not doing anything isn't very helpful. If you don't feel confident performing your own banishing spells, you can seek out a psychic or medium who specializes in house cleansings. Uh, they are, they'll be able... To cleanse the home more thoroughly, hold a seance to contact the ghost directly, and even help cross it over from the plane to its to the next plane. Once you've successfully successfully cast out your ghost, don't forget any of these steps. As we said before, continuing to cleanse your home on a regular basis can be helpful. If no other reason than affording a peace of mind, and if it looks like your spirit isn't going anywhere, that's okay too. They are worse things than a friendly ghost. There we go. That was pretty good. I was impressed with that. I've never read that before. Very good information. So if you guys take, you know, ghost hunting um, seriously, and you know people who are having issues, these are actually very good tips. Very impressive tips. So this is going to be a very short podcast. I hope everybody's doing very well in your life and what's going on. Please email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w at gmail.com. Again, I will do these podcasts maybe once a month. It will be at least once a month, maybe twice. I have to see what you know time is, and if I go on an investigation, I'll definitely let you guys know of that. So again, it's a very short podcast this morning. Hope everybody has a great Sunday and a great work week or vacation, retirement, whatever you are doing. Uh, always feel free to reach out to me, man. I'm serious about that. 
You can IM me at Wisconsin Investigators as a Supernatural if you'd like to. So, you guys all take care. This is Mr. Paranormal, signing off.